Welcome to Season 2 from A Lancashire Lass with me, Lucy Baxter. Joining me today is Beth from Magical Story Jars. We're going to be chatting all about what the Magical Story Jars are and a little bit more about why you should get involved with them, really. So welcome to the podcast, Beth. How are you today? Hi, Lucy. I'm great. Thanks very much for having me on the podcast. It was great to be invited. Not at all. Okay, so first of all, what is Magical Story Jars all about? Well, we are a business based in Lancashire because I'm a Lancashire lass. Um, And there's two aspects to our business. So first is the product side of things, which is our magical story jars that we've we've made and that we sell. It's a physical product on our website, along with a range, the full range we've now developed. Um, And then there's the other element of the business, which is the story making workshops that we also run out in the community and, 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 you know, many in Lancashire. So the actual product why don't you talk to me a little bit about how you came up with that and what the process of developing it was of course yeah for sure so um magical story jars came to be when one evening i was we have two children and max is our youngest and at the time he was a baby um, so one of us would put little Maxi to sleep and then the other one would um, have story time with our daughter and we'd take it in turns. Um, so I'd put my little boy, our little boy Max, to bed um, and I went into my little girl's room and she was having story time with her dad. Um, and normally they have a book. It's lovely to listen to, um, read the story, go to sleep. Very nice. This time, she was about three and a half, she had asked for a story to be made up. Um, And I walked in and I could hear them making this story up together. And I thought, wow, that sounds so um, special, you know, because anybody can read from a book. But to make your own story up together, um, to me, that's something very special because whether it's a good story or a not so good story that's only shared between the two of you so that becomes a memory that you and your children cling on to um, and it, it, we just thought it was something that was very very beautiful um, and she each night she would ask again and again and again um, for made up stories um, and there was a prince and there was a princess and it was very lovely but the stories got a little bit samey after a while um, and I felt like they both needed a bit of support with it. I was so conscious that it was a really, really lovely thing to listen to. So I remember um, stopping and Googling to see what products were out there that might help. And there were, there were some story making products out there, but they weren't um, like your typical three, four year old child. Um, they were aimed at kind of older ends of the market is what I would say. Um, so I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to make something myself. And um, so I made a jar of prompts um, and it sat on the shelf for a year and it was used regularly. And they came up with some really, really wonderful stories using these prompts. And they said that it helped them a lot as well. Um, so from there, I was um, on maternity leave with my little boy. Um, and I think towards the end of maternity leave, my, my business head started working again and I wanted to have it going 
at doing something and my, some of my friends had said you really should try you know selling some of those so I thought oh, do you know what I'll give it a go um, so I did a Facebook post just to test the market and it went they, they went down so well the support out there uh, from people even people that I don't know because often it's you know friends and family at yeah. first isn't it but but the demand for them w- was amazing so really it snowballed from there um so then I, I decided to go away and and start my own business and from there we also now have a second element of the business which is going out into the community making stories with children as well running our story making workshops so yeah it started out as a tiny idea and I suppose a demand I would like to think we'd see a gap in the market um, and now it's turned into something I could never have imagined at our events we've got children writing stories drawing scenes from stories and um, so it's being used in so many different ways it's yeah it's exciting no it sounds really such a a niche but really needed product so in the jar what are the prompts like is there kind of a start a middle and an end or a character that you use kind of how does it help to tell the story that's a really good question Lucy so in the jar basically with a magical story jar you get one jar and then you get 36 sets of color-coded cards and those cards are broken down into three different types all color-coded so the first type is you'll get a set of characters and then after that you get story settings and then the story plots so children simply pick out it's really easy to use they simply pick out a character a setting and a plot and um, mm-hmm. so they could have for example let me think of some of the characters that the kids adore when we go out doing our story making experiences so you could have Dave the talking pencil he could mm-hmm. be a character and then where are we going to take Dave on our story adventure well there's there's several story cards to choose from but for example let's put him on a mountain of sparkling jewels mm-hmm. okay and then you've got your third and final story card which is your plot So the main thing that happens in your story and Dave might come across a shiny rocket with the door open. So the idea is that with those three story cards, that gives you the structure of a story. Um, There is also magic dust with the story cards. So for the whole process to take place is what you have to do is open the jar, get a little bit of the magic dust, only a little Lucy, because it's very powerful. (laughs) Sprinkle the magic dust over the story cards and then put the lid on quickly before the magic escapes. Shake the jar to make the stories come alive. It also makes the cards a little bit sparkly as well. Um, and then they pick out one of each, a character, a setting and a plot. There's enough story cards in there for, for thousands of stories to, to be made. The idea is the different combinations will give you a different, you know, a different story every time. Um, and how did you come up with all these characters, plots and settings? Uh, that's a good question it, it, it's all I did was I, I researched the structure of a story how a story works how you know how you make a good story we know that every story has a beginning a middle and an end um, I took it a step further and took it upon myself to read up a lot about it and teach myself and we still do that today every year you know we're a family business but every year we go and we take training on stories how to write stories um, I always say to businesses that we work with, look, I'm not a children's book author, 
I'm an enthusiastic parent that's done an awful lot of research in this area. Um, and when we did create the first ver this, the version um, of StoryJar, the initial version, and um, once we decided, you know, we'd received this reception and we decided that we wanted to make it into a business, we then went out and we tested a kind of a beta product with schools, drama groups, uh, children's friends, we ran focus groups, um, you know, we, we conducted surveys, basically researched what children were interested in, you know, and some of the, the feedback we got that shapes the product that we've got today, because it's all very well having a parent's input, but children think completely differently, don't they? Mm -hmm. So, for example, a theme coming through in one of the surveys we'd done and sent out, and um, we'd sent to parents and the children, was that there needs to be more toilet humour in there. So we've got characters like Mr. Windy, the teacher who couldn't stop trumping, because isn't it funny when a teacher trumps? <laughs> so, you know, the some of the inspiration of the content of the story cards has come from myself and my own experiences. Um, but a lot of it has also come from children as well, because it's important that if if it's going to be for them, they have a say in how it's made. And do you find, is the idea kind of when they've got this jar, they randomly pick a character and a plot and everything, or do some children like, oh, I like this character, so I want to pick this one? Yeah, well, it's interesting, Lucy, because we also run the event side of things, I get to see not only how my children, our children would use a magical story jar, but how lots of other children use a magical story jar. And it's got to be a 50-50 split. I mean, if you're showing a story jar to the adults and you get them to use it, because some of them will use it for creative writing, they'll get involved as well. And um, they will always look through every single card. The cards have got illustrations and words on them and choose which one they want. More often than not, kids will take a surprise. Hmm. You know, they'll they'll turn them over on the side that just says character and they'll pick one up and they'll uh, they'll run with whatever combination they've got. But there's scope to do either. We always say to them, do you want a surprise or are you going to hand pick them? Everybody's different, but yeah. So there what, are also blank cards with the with the story jar as well. So if there was a character in there that um, if that, you know if, if there's a certain character you wanted to have, um, or you for example you wanted your pet to be in the story, um, they could draw that onto the card and fill that in. And then the setting, you know, they could have their home. So the stories are based around their home or their favourite holiday destination, or mm -hmm. something made up that we haven't thought of. Um, so yeah we, we try and um, make everybody happy and so what did you do before this like I guess your kind of journey to doing it have you always kind of had this love of storytelling and creative kind of I've always loved stories um I'm going to be honest I'm a huge Roald Dahl fan mm. if we go yeah. to the library which you regularly find is at the library you know, I'm going to have problems as my children get older because I will be hanging around the children's book section. I just find, um, I find stories magical. It's escapism. Um, I love looking at the illustrations. I love a lot of the morals that can be incorporated into the stories. We have a lot of characters with different morals. You know, sometimes they can be frustrated or fearless or shy. Um, so I've always had a love of stories but with regards to my background it's something completely different so I used to work um, for Lancashire Teaching Hospitals as a membership engagement manager and that involved things like running 
the hospital open day and communicating with the public, getting people to have a say on how hospital services were provided. Um, so completely different to what mm -hmm. I'm doing now. I always call myself um, an enthusiastic parent, really, because I've gone out and I've researched what it's all about, um, yeah. asked a lot of children and families um, and put that into our product. But so I, do, I do firmly believe that children nowadays I know it's a contentious issue but they're having a lot of screen time mm. um, we're all working longer hours parents are extremely busy working the longest hours we've ever worked um, I as you know working full-time myself experience parent guilt you know mum guilt uh, you get in from work and you've got to sort of dinner out and how are you going to have this precious time with your children um, and I feel that is what Magical Story Jars does is kind of acknowledge the fact that it's not always the, the quantity of time, but very much the quality of time. It's a disconnected experience away from the modern world we now live in. Um, you know, if, you, if you're using the jar at home at bedtime with your children, that, that's how we think of it, that disconnected experience. Where, I mean, let's face it, you can read a book to your kids and you can have your to-do list going around your head. Yeah. If you're making the story up yourself, you you can only there's only one way to go, and that's to you know think together about what you're saying and creating together. For sure. Um. So I guess like you've always like you said like enjoyed reading and really encouraging your children to read. Why do you think it's so important? And you mentioned like the break from screen time. Why do you think it's so important for children to read and use their imagination? I. Um, as a parent, I have concerns that in the future, you know, it's all about meet, meeting certain academic standards. And I don't feel as though creativity is valued as much as it should be. You know, we're going towards standardization for so many things. We've got effectively robots taking over people's jobs. And the, the, if you think about the kind of jobs that are going that are going to be left for our kids, they're going to involve a lot more creative thinking. Mm. Um, I think creative um, creativity and those skills are very much undervalued at present, and I think they're going to be needed. And you know, I think the government need to think about putting that further up the school agenda. I think that's so true because you know maths and English and sciences are very much at the top and you know you're just taught to pass an exam you, you the stuff you revise and I remember being guilty of this the stuff I revised in GCSE year 11 wasn't for fun it was they think this might be on the question or this needs to be on yeah. or I need to know that and it, and then I probably can't remember any of it because you it's like your brain space has changed. You learn to pass the exam and then forget it, whereas you don't you don't carry on using it. So I think with creative subjects and things like that, the ability to express yourself and use that, I'm not sure if it's the left or right part of your brain, you know, the creative side and keep that developed yeah. is good for like mental health and like just progressing in general, wouldn't you say? Most definitely, most definitely. And is what we've noticed when we go out into the community and we, we run our story making workshops is people say, the use phrases like, oh, I'm not creative. You know, I, I can't do it. Um, people think they can't. 
I firmly believe that that creativity is there in every child and is what magical story jars help to do is unlock that creativity. I mean, the number of letters we've had of parents and people who've got in contact saying, oh, my child has just written a story using a magical story jar and he's written three pages. This is the most he's written, um, you know, in, a, in ever, mm. you know, if if somebody's interested in what they're writing about, they will write more. Um, I'm a huge advocate of learning through play. You know, the magical story jars are educational, but I always call it education in disguise because if someone's having fun, um, it, that's got to be the best way to learn. Yeah, I think that is really key and through experience like that. Um, you said you had one of the jars there. Do you want to kind of show it me and maybe... I don't know the price of it or how you can order it as well yeah for sure so this one's our adventure jar it's an award-winning jar and we have also recently won an award for our fairy tale jar we've won the independent toy awards um with these products so i can now call them award-winning um that you can buy them on our website which is www.magicalstoryjars.com um, please do feel free to follow us on social media as well. We give out lots of story tips, inspiration, um, along with the rest of the product range as well. You know, since Magical Stories Jars have came about, we've built a lot of different products into the range. Um, we've just launched stickers. We're due to launch story making ones very soon. We launched some story writing notebooks during lockdown that we created together. Um, so, yeah, that is where you would buy them from. Um, and how they many, make fantastic gifts. how many products have you got like so that's an adventure jar you said there's a fairy yeah. jar so I guess you know in a way girls if they want fairy tales they can go more fairy tale I mean it's not like gender specific but there's so many different options for what they're interested definitely in. not gender specific we have got superheroes in the fairy tale jar so we're challenging any kind of stereotypes but yes, yes, there are fairies and unicorns in the fairy tale jar and um, the adventure jar. Again, you know, we've got positive male, female, we've got positive, lots and lots of different positive role models. Um, the adventure jar for us seems to be our most popular one. That's our bestseller. And then obviously, you know, we're coming up to Christmas. It's a really busy time of year that we're gearing up towards. We've got our Christmas jar. They are fantastic for Christmas Eve boxes. The number of people that buy them and say these are going in my children's Christmas Eve box they'll be ideal you know Christmas stories under the Christmas tree there's lots of traditional Christmas characters in there in addition to Frank the very chatty flamingo um, and then on top of that we've got wooden story card stands to display the jars on and then we've also made bundles so we've got adventure themed story notebooks fairy tale themed ones and then you can buy them as a bundle with a jar as well so they make nice gifts it's a fairy tale jar that had just won the children um the independent toy awards in the category of children's gifts they make really nice gifts and then we've also got our stickers because the characters were so popular we've rolled them out as stickers as well they can be used in the notebooks or as standalone products um and so how long yeah. have you been running this business for five years now that's yeah. very successful with all these awards in five years. Yeah, I mean, it's been a, a steady growth year on year. We always have a, um, lots of achievements to help propel us forwards. Um, and it's, oh, it's just so rewarding 
to see the look on children's faces when they they you know they come up with a story or parents write it so for example one family let me know that their children um get to play a little game after dinner each night it will be their bit of one-on-one time with you know the family time um and their children were declining lego and asking for magical story jars instead and they would get um i know (laughs) impressive hey and they would get um the same character so they were using hillary the helpful hippo so a lot of them have traits so you could take the story making that little bit further if you wanted to and hillary the helpful hippo they would use a different set story setting and story plot every night so they were having the same character but taking that character on different adventures every night so there's just so many different ways they can be used and again we've had a lot of happy customers from our story making experiences locally we've we've started to get some really big customers we've had students over from italy learning the english language um through story making workshops we did earlier on in the year we did highest points mutes big music festival in lancaster i'm sure you've heard of it we did their big family day out and we were doing story and craft there so children could make their own characters we had um we had a punk rocker octopus with fluffy socks um, and children were making crest heads with them um, and then they were going on to write stories about them as well choose settings and plots and, and write stories about them um, we get given some very um you know very strange briefs from our customers when it comes to the workshops um, and it's really, really good. To be honest, it's my way of enjoying being creative, coming up with a solution to their briefs. So, for example, uh, one of our local South Riverborough Council wanted a Halloween event that also highlighted the importance of recycling. Um, so I was like, right, OK, how are we going to do that using a magical story jar? But we managed it, you know, we, it, it went really well. But we had lots of different facts that, that, that we had the magical story jars characters and we honed in on the vampires and the witches. And, and they were spurting out lots of different facts. And we put it put them in the maze at Worden Park. I don't know if you know Worden yeah, Park. Yeah, Lisa. yeah, I love that maze. Yes, yeah, yeah. My children and I do as well. There's a, a huge hedgerow maze there, and we had big posters, um, and the characters were, um, had lots of speech bubbles with lots of different recycling facts. And we designed a quiz sheet, and it was all about being a recycling superhero. So they had to go around, look for the facts, um, write, write them on the quiz sheet, fill in the quiz sheet. Um, and then we also did a pebble hide in there with the characters on. So if you could find a pebble with Wanda the Wonderful Witch on, you'd want a story jar. Um, so we managed to, and then the children also had to um, pick up, uh, I think we used paper as litter, like pre-cleaned litter. So they had to make sure it was put in the right box. And we raised awareness about recycling, the importance of recycling, but in a really fun way. Um, so we've had some very quirky briefs that we've had to adhere to in the past. But when, with regards to our events, you know, they're full of fun, bubbles, music, encouragement. We've researched what makes people happy, what brings people joy. Um, we know the science of it all and we try and incorporate that into our events as much as possible. So I'd like to think through selling the story jars online, but also through our event provision as well. We're a... Uh, creating a lot of happy families step by step across Lancashire and and beyond for sure I mean bubbles definitely are the way for everyone to be happy um when you do the workshops in Lancashire like kind of how can people 
book onto them or where where are they or when how often are they generally our is what happens is it's event organizers who are looking for children's activities um that will get in touch with us um so for example music festivals we've just done chorley flower show for three days we had children creating talking flower characters there and then using the fairy tale jar to write stories about what their flowers would say if they could talk um, so generally it, companies would contact us and we would take down their requirements um, ask them exactly what they needed and put together some proposals for them um, that would fit their brief um, as opposed to kind of running our own sessions. It's when people, you know, have a need for children's ent children's entertainment and they don't want to book, you know, or they want to add on to the standard Bouncy Castle face painter. It's something that's just a little bit different, yeah. quite unique. Yeah, for sure. So how did you come up with the name? It's such a great name, simple and effective, but what, how long did that take to, to develop? Well, it took a few months because, you know, it was only ever going to be a tiny little business. I, I, I brainstormed ideas with my own children, with family and friends. Then I took them proposals a step further. And when we were doing the formal part of the research that I was telling you about earlier, we kind of put it to our prospective audience um, and they kind of had the final say. But I wanted to make sure that people knew what the product was. But I think the most important aspect of the, of the product is um, the fact that the whole experience is magical. You know, you're not buying a jar. You're buying that experience, that time with your child and that unique story. Any of the story cards you pick out of the jar, every child and their adult would come up with a completely different story and that's what's so magical about magical story jars so really it was you know initially scoping out with friends and family and my own children you know I use them as a litmus test a lot um, and then taking it further with you know with our research um, and conveying the use of the word magical. Yeah it's such a great name and it's something that I'd not heard of until um, seeing you on, on Instagram and hearing about you. Um, oh, thanks, so, Lucy. yeah, go back to sort of the price if people want to buy one, the cost of maybe like the adventure jar if they want that. Of course, yeah. Our magical story jars are £13.95. They make, they make ideal gifts. They're suitable for children age three upwards. And we do say an upper age limit of 11, and that's because around about that age, and you know, maybe from eight to 11, they did use them as writing prompts. But bedtime stories from about three, three and a half, till whenever they decide they don't want to do a bedtime story anymore, <laughs> which is so sad. Um, but yeah, they're £13.95, and you can buy them on our website. That's so reasonable as well. Um, an ideal gift oh. for children, like you said. Well, it's such a fantastic idea. Um, remind me again of your website and social media handles. Of course, Lucy. So our website is www.magicalstoryjars.com. Um, you can find us and please do follow us on Facebook and Instagram uh, using the handle at Magical Story Jars. Um, and we're the same on Twitter, but without the S. So just at Magical Story Jar on Twitter. Well, Bess, okay. thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing a little bit of magic with us. It's really exciting and I hope listeners will go out and buy some jars. Oh, thanks, Lucy. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. 
Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. To keep up to date with all things from a Lancashire Lass, follow on Facebook and Instagram at from a Lancashire Lass.